A new report by Australian researchers has contradicted assurances from the government of Myanmar that it's preparing for the return of hundreds of thousands of Rohingya refugees who are currently trapped in refugee camps in neighbouring Bangladesh. The research analysed satellite images from almost 400 Rohingya villages that were abandoned when that ethnic violence swept Myanmar's western Rakhine state in late 2017. But instead of repairs being made to the villages, it found evidence of ongoing clearing and demolition, as well as the construction of military-like facilities and prison-like camps. Elise Thomas is researcher at the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, or ASPE, and one of the authors of this report. Elise, welcome to breakfast. Thank you very much for having me. So I understand that your research looked at villages that the UN found were targeted during the violence uh, in Rakhine State that forced over 700,000 people to flee. What did you find from the images? Um, so essentially, the, I think in some ways the most significant finding is that on more, in three, more than 320 of the 392 settlements that we looked at, so over 80%, there has been no reconstruction. And that's significant under some recent changes to Myanmar law. Um, so in 2018, the, the Myanmar government made amendments to a law called the Vacant Fallow and Virgins Lands Act, which allows for land which is deemed to be vacant fallow or virgin to be uh, t essentially taken over by the government. Um, so the lack of a reconstruction on these areas could be very significant under Myanmar law in that it could mean that these uh, these villages, these former sites of um, burned uh, Rohingya villages may be taken over by the government. Um, it also means that it's not possible for returning refugees to return to their original homes, which is one of the three options that they've been offered under um, under the, the current arrangements um, for repatriation. Um, in addition to that, we also found that at least 40% of the affected settlements have been raised, which means that people have gone in there with bulldozers um, and sort of not only burned their houses, but then, then bulldozed the remains, bulldozed the surrounding vegetation. Um, we also found that at least 45 camps have either been constructed or enlarged. Um, some of these camps are believed to be for internally displaced people and sort of pre predated their 2017 crackdown, and some of them are new um, and are intended for returning refugees, we believe. Okay, tell me a bit more about those camps that, that the satellite images showed. You describe them as prison-like camps. What do they look like from the images? Um, you can go... Uh, People can actually go onto the, the ASPE website now at aspie.org.au um, and have a look at the camps for themselves. We put together a, a multimedia presentation because we, we felt it was really important that people actually see the visuals of these camps because they are quite striking. Um, but essentially what we found is that the camps are highly securitised. Um, so there are sort of multiple border guards and check posts arranged around the different camps. Um, there are two different kinds of camps that we looked at in the report. We looked at uh, what the, the Myanmar government is referring to as reception centres, which are mm -hmm. the centres where refugees will come, um, theoretically will come, when they cross the border from Bangladesh back into uh, back into Myanmar. And the government um, hasn't hidden that. They've said they're building these reception centres. Haven't they then said, though, they're building uh, new homes too to help facilitate the resettlement push? So uh, have you seen evidence of, of that as well? Uh, not, not, not in any significant degree. So, so what uh, the, the information you're referring to has come from the ASEAN report. Mm -hmm. um, so, ASEAN uh, sent a mission into Rakhine State earlier this year 
to assess the conditions for repatriation and for, to speak with the Myanmar government about their plans for repatriation. Um, and what they, the Myanmar government said is that they were willing to accept back 500,000 Rohingya refugees. And um, that's significant because there's almost a million in Cox's Bazaar, so they're not yep. taking back everybody. But they said they'd take back 500,000. Um, and essentially the findings of our report um, are that we cannot see any systematic evidence of preparation to accept back that number of people. So they are building a a small number of camps um, or, and a small number of uh, what I'm sure they would refer to as, as um, settlements. But they, mm -hmm. if you look in our, on our um, presentation, you can see that they are very much a, a camp-like, that sort of grid-like camp structure right. rather than the, the, the sort of structure of the villages that pre-existed um, the crackdown because they're actually being burnt on the sites of former villages, which is now owned by the government. Um, so, so what does that suggest, that after these reception centres, people will be sort of, you know, um, pushed into camp-like living, herded no, into... So, yeah, so what happens, so after after the reception centres, they stay in the reception centres for two days and then they are moved to what's called a transit centre, um, which is a, a very large camp for, well, relatively large camp for 25,000 people. Obviously, 25,000 is still a lot less than 500,000. Um, and they're, they're meant to stay there for 30 days. And after the 30 days, they will have three options. The first option would be that they could return to their original homes and land. But as mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier, the, the government has raised and is, we believe, continuing to, to raise former Rohingya settlement, so that's not going to be an option for the vast and majority of people. And claimed it as well. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, and taken over the land. Um, the the second option would be to move into these settlements that the government is supposedly building. Um, as I said, we haven't seen widespread evidence that they are building anywhere near the number of settlements that would be needed for 500,000 people. And the third option is to participate in cash-for-work programs, and there's not a lot of clarity around what exactly that means. Okay, just in terms of the laws that were amended you talked about earlier, so that, um, you know, burnt land, for instance, um, has been taken over by the government and there's a lot of burning going on. There's another element to this too, which appears quite sinister, which is that the law, as I understand it, said people who own vacant land had six months to apply for land ownership permits and Rohingya in Bangladesh couldn't apply. So that people whose villages were raised, who were seeking to sort shelter and being homed at the moment in Cox's Bazaar, housed at the moment there, couldn't claim their land. So that they've lost that land as well. Absolutely. And that doesn't just apply to Rohingya who are in Bangladesh currently. So the Rohingya who are remaining in Rakhine State, their freedom of movement is severely limited. And so there would be a large proportion of those people who were also unable to get to the, the town hall or wherever it was that they would have had to register that land, even though they were in Rakhine State. Did you, a Reuters investigation um, last year suggested officials in Myanmar and Buddhist nationalists were trying to repopulate abandoned Rohingya villages with Buddhists. Did you see evidence of that? Um, unfortunately, uh, that's one of the limitations of satellite imagery. It's, it's quite difficult to make claims about those kind of things. Um, what we can say is that we saw some villages where, um, for example, half the village had been burned and the half with um, a, like a Buddhist temple had not. Um, but we, we can't sort of make any statements about who exactly is living in those places. Okay. Elise, just tell people one more time where they can have a look at these imagery, this imagery. It's aspi.org.au. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Elise Thomas is a researcher at ASPE, the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, and those images they pulled together, comparing satellite images with other reports that have come from the, um, from the Myanmar government.